Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast. If you're having trouble with your child, whether he or she is little or maybe a teen, have you ever tried just listening to them? I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He runs our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I mean, I don't know what the scale is, but do you consider yourself a good listener? I'm sorry. Uh... The- did you say something, John? Yeah. I was checking something yeah. here. Yeah, put the phone down. Eyes in. Come on, look at me. Yeah, let's. Uh, this is really the problem. We have a lot of tech interference, and especially teenagers, is like they don't want to listen anyway, right? So we're going to help you understand the impact you can have when you listen, especially at home. Here's Dr. Mike Bechtel talking to Jim Daly. We left off last time about the listening and the skill set that's required there. This could be one of the most difficult areas for me. I mean, especially when you're in leadership, you're in meetings, people are looking to you to give direction. And what I've admired in people that I've seen in leadership is their ability to listen. But it's an acquired skill set, isn't it? And it's the same in marriage and the same in parenting. How do we become better listeners? It is an acquired skill, and it's something that we have to be intentional about. Because recognizing the value of it, I don't think anything builds trust with a person more than listening. Hmm. And the problem is that sometimes we listen to another person, but haven't we all had that where we're talking to someone, we're looking them right in their eye, they're looking at us, but you know they're a thousand miles away. And you know that all they're doing is waiting until you finish so they can present their side of it. Mm -hmm. And this is a recognition of it that's saying, you know what, I want to set aside my position I want to set it aside just to understand. It's not listening to reply. It's listening to understand. And if I can do that, then it opens up trust to be able to have that kind of relationship. I'll admit I struggle with that. That's an area that I could do better in because I'm usually trying to think through problem solving, right? So I'm listening to solve the problem. And that's a modality that is hard to just let go. But you're right, especially when you're dealing with your spouse that's not a wise modality to, to be in, you know. Let me always just be here to solve your problem. No, I just want you to listen to me. But nothing will probably strengthen the relationship more than listening. I think of everything we've talked about yesterday and today, uh, if we could walk away with just the importance of listening, it could change everything. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's good. Uh, describe uh, for an example, if you're willing to peer, let us peer into your marriage with Diane. I mean, what's an example of how you practice this well? Like I mentioned last time, my wife and I can go out to lunch with two different people, and she will come home and ask me how my lunch went. I'll ask her how her lunch went. She will give me a (laughs) statement-by-statement overview of her lunch. I said this, she said this, then I said this. And sometimes I've thought her description takes longer than the lunch did. But she'll ask me what we talked about with whoever I had lunch with, and I'll go, um... (laughs) stuff. And I really don't know. But it's the difference in recognizing how we communicate is that she is connecting everything. And I had the conversation. I wasn't unaware. I was focused at the moment. And then I move on to something else. So I really don't remember. You know, even in that regard, though, Mike, this whole premise is about dealing with the elephant in the room. That is a little elephant that creeps into your relationship, Mm -hmm. especially if it's consistent. And I think most male-female conversations in that regard... It is consistent. You yeah. know, men have very little detail about their lunch, and women have a lot of detail. And the men are saying, oh, my goodness, can you just give me less detail, at least in their minds? 
And the women are saying, where are you? How could you go out with that guy that's thinking of getting a divorce and you didn't talk about his marriage? I mean, they get frustrated for that. H- how do you role play that for me? How do you how do you come to grips with that and understand each other's weaknesses and strengths? Usually I found it doesn't work when you're having the conversation and there's frustration <laughs> right. because when you put emotion and logic together, it just doesn't work. But I found that I can come back to it later and say, remember that conversation we had? And it can either either side can do this. But to be able to say in that conversation, when I as a husband listen, you had so much detail, but I it's hard for me to listen to that much detail um, because so you I don't, don't care. That's What's, what that, you don't care. That's what you're telling me. You just I don't think care. what John's saying is, how did Diane respond to that? <laughs> because when I she says you don't care, and I say it's not that I don't care. It's probably mm. that I do care, but I get lost in all of the detail, and I can even go back to some of the things that we we could talk about or talk about that we've learned about how a male brain works focuses on one thing. It's just hard for me to follow you. I really want to know how it went, but when at that level of detail, it's hard for me to stay with you. I am so tracking with what Mike is saying there. I get lost in the details. And if you've got a four or a five-year-old and they've got something really important, but they just load it, they front load it with details, it just seems like it never ends, and it can be adorable, but then it really is hard to smile and nod and listen and to affirm and to to really be engaged. Ultimately, though, Danny, it seems that as parents, we've got to build a bond where kids feel safe enough to bring that kind of thing to us. Yes, John, it's a, it's really truly a bid for connection, and Dr. Gottman talks about those moments where we have bids for connection, and in this day and age, we have a ton of bids for connection from spouses to friends to the phone to responsibilities. And if if a child is going on and on about something, you're realizing things are piling up and your attention may be waning, right? You're tired and you're trying to follow a story that really doesn't have a direction. But when you stop and truly look for what the child is trying to say, or even behind the scenes or painting a picture creatively in your mind, you're showing that child that you truly care. And you're meeting that bid for connection Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, I'm going to I'm going to be here with you. And maybe it's going on one knee or sitting down to put yourself in the posture that I'm in this. I'm going to have to put everything aside and in for the haul on this. However, it's also good for kids to know when you have other things that are going on and maybe they need to pause for a moment. You need to stop and say, hey, this sounds like a long story. I need to get these things done. I want to be fully attentive to what you're saying. Can we press pause? And kids know that. And can I hear that in a little while? Because they need to know, too, that there's another person they need to respect that may not be ready for their five-minute story. Yeah, it's really important just to affirm, I want to hear you. I want to give you my attention, whether that's your spouse or, in this case, your child. Uh, build that bridge of trust and give them that opportunity to really get your attention. Now, if you're getting lost in the details, if, if listening is just hard... Go ahead and get uh, a copy of Dr. Mike Bechtel's book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room. It's a great resource, and we'll send it to you as our thank you for your gift of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. If you can, make a monthly pledge, if not a one-time gift, and just know that contribution is making a difference as we create podcasts like this. And by the way, if things are really kind of out of control, if this is a super serious issue for you, 
um, get the book, yes, but better, give us a call and schedule a time to talk to one of our caring Christian counselors. They have heard so many different scenarios uh, that relate to this. They can help you in this area of life, and uh, they're a phone call away. Our website and phone number are in the show notes. Next time, more from Dr. Bechtel about listening to kids and how that can change their lives. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 